welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to another episode of the Fertility Conversations. Today, we're joined by two lovely guests, and not one, two, uh, Dr. Squire and Dean. And they'll be joining us today, speaking about Your Eggs, uh, which is an agency in California. Uh, They join us to enlighten us all about uh, Your Eggs and all the services they provide to support individuals and couples trying to conceive. So welcome, Dr. Squire and Dean. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we should we start off by saying, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, as much or as little as you'd like to share. Sure. Well, I'll get started. Um, I've been in the fertility space for um, about 20 years and uh, recently joined Your Eggs as an ambassador to really help uh, support and educate the fertility community about um, donor eggs and really the the beautiful aspects of it um, and really trying to enhance and educate um, all the couples um, around who are on the fertility journey about another option when it comes to donor eggs and what's available to them. So that's a little bit uh, about me. Dion? Yeah, no, thank you. So I've also been in the fertility world for about 20 years, and I, I'm the, direct, the director of patient relations here at Your Eggs. So I have a really fun job, and my favorite part is seeing seeing parents bring home bring home their baby. And I'm excited to be here to be able to share another opportunity for 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 parents and people on their journey to continuing to build their families. Thank you so much for your introductions. And I think between both of you, I mean, 20 years each, that's a whole lot of time. I think we're covered, yeah. So speaking about your eggs, um, please share what we need to know. What is your eggs and what do you offer uh, people trying to conceive or people seeking donor uh, eggs? Yeah, so your eggs is, is a... International Global Egg Donor Agency, and we are located here in Southern California. And we do have one of the largest egg donor banks in the world, with you know over eighty thousand applicants. And uh-huh. right now, we have over one thousand five hundred qualified donors. Um, really, our mission is to connect parents to find their perfect match to help make their their dream families come true. Um, we're really about our people. We, we, you know, we have a team of really experienced, experienced and dedicated specialists in egg donation, and they mm. collaborate really closely with the intended parents, the egg donors, and leading fertility centers uh, throughout the world in order to in order to optimize the process. Um, many of our specialists have experienced themselves either, you know, being egg donors or going through the process. So. So yeah, we definitely, you know, take pride in, in working with people from all over the world and all, all different backgrounds. Okay, that's amazing. Because that's gonna, that was going to be my next question. Because when you have, like you said, you have such a huge database and a whole lot of um, qualified donors currently, uh, I was going to ask, can anybody across the globe access your donors? 
Um, well, yes, theoretically, a- anyone across the globe can. Obviously, there are, um, you know, different, um, uh, what's the right term here? You know, regulations. Different regulations. Yeah. Different regulations. In, yeah, thank you. Different regulations in various countries um, that everything, you know, that needs to be considered and, and taken into account when someone is going down that path. You know, there are certain right. Certainly, you know, some countries that don't don't allow it, but we uh, assuming that everything uh, on that end is taken into consider the consideration, then, yes, we welcome intended parents from anywhere in the world and access to the service. We have access to our services, regardless of, you know, the country of their residents. Um, in terms of a donor pool, though, we work with donors from various countries because we want to have diversity that allows a bigger pool um, for intended parents to choose from that, you know, hopefully they can connect with a little bit better, right? That that, that meets their needs and their requirements um, a little bit more so than just having um, a very narrow-minded pool of individuals. So there are some complexities with international egg donation that obviously that we need to take into account, but, um, but for the most part, yes, we are a, a global agency. Oh, that's amazing. So then people, so your potential egg donors could come from overseas to mm-hmm. donate in the States then? Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yes, yes, we do. And then we have, and we have intended parents, you know, as Mark was saying, from many different places in the world. We have many parents from China, from Germany, from Great Britain. Um, yeah. And, and like Mark said, we definitely have donors from different parts of the world, as well as you know, people from all over, all over the United States as well. Right. Um, and, you know, and it's really up to the intended parents. Uh, sometimes, you know, the travel costs makes it a little higher for some of the donors coming yeah. from other mm-hmm. countries, you know, so, so that's sometimes a factor. And there are, you know, a, a lot of, a, definitely though, with our one, over 1,500, we have a, a people from different countries, different ethnicities, and um, yeah, to be able to help, help, help people find, find the right match for them. Yeah. And that's yeah. great. Yeah. Our biggest pool is still in the U.S., though. I just want to. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's still great, you know, having a diverse pool, because I think that's always something of concern because uh, there's a lot of um, different cultural aspects and perhaps different ethnicities or cultures where there might be a reduced uh, number of potential donors. And so I mm-hmm. think for people uh, looking into egg donation, it's always good to know that uh, you have a database of diverse ethnicities as well for them to choose from yeah yeah absolutely and we're we are constantly recruiting and have new donors that are signing up every week and and we are always 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 trying to to welcome people yeah yeah exactly because like you said definitely definitely we want to make sure that people have a lot of different options right and do people get up pictures of the donors so for potential intended parents or potential people receiving the uh, egg donation, yeah. did you see pictures? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We, under- we, we understand that people like to have pictures from the time they're babies, throughout yeah. their childhood, all the way to present day adulthood, because it's, it is, you know, physical characteristics are, you know, definitely an important factor for many of the intended parents when they're choosing yeah. their donor um, in addition to pictures, we also have um, understand that many donors would like to have a little more. Uh, many intended parents would like to have a little more of a peek into the donor's personality. So, mm-hmm, we often, yeah, yeah, we we often videotape, you know, videotape the donors as well. Oh, that's and, pretty um, cool. 
Yeah, it is fun because it, it gives people more of a feel than what static images can provide. Yeah, yeah. A little glimpse into their personalities and we ask them questions like, you know, what motivated them to donate their eggs? Mm. Um, what they might they want to say to, you know, to the future baby of the intended parents that selected selected their oh, eggs. That's yeah. Yeah, and many many of the intended parents say that was one of their deciding factors when they moved forward with you know with choosing with choosing their donor was was having those glimpses into the donor's personality. Yeah, because I think it really helps to feel like you know a bit about the person apart from just the picture, right? Because you're really just using someone that you really don't know anything about. So having them a little video can make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because. Our goal is really to provide as much as much information as possible, you know, to support the intended parents and help them make the, you know, the best decision for them. So definitely a lot of visual material in addition to, you know, some of the other things I'm sure we'll go over in the podcast are also included for, for parents. Perfect. Yeah, I love, I love the video aspect of it because yeah. so um, you can gather so much more about that individual, that donor, than you could in just you know, in just the, the static the picture, picture of them exactly. or, or even how they answered the questions, because now you get to hear them and kind of get a sense of their personality. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely um, something that's more engaging. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think that's a real great addition that you're, you have there. Makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. The, the intended parents really do love it. Yeah, and in terms of actually, I know that when I checked uh, with your agency, you also have an app attached to the egg donation process, both for people that are looking to donate, so the egg donors themselves, and also intended parents. So how does that work using the app connected to your database or the whole portal? Yeah, you know, the app for us is one of our favorite things. Um, (laughs) And it's always being updated and, and improved as as time goes on and we see how everyone's using it and we get more feedback, but it's really user friendly, um, you know, for and it's used both for intended parents and donors. But on the intended parent side, they can easily browse through an extensive database, as as Dion was mentioning, you know, um, over 1500 donors. And then they could also um engage the the filters that are in um, as they're browsing to kind of narrow it down a little bit more. So if they're looking for a specific physical attributes or mm. you know, medical history or educational background, um, if they want to know more about this, you know, the, the profiles for the donors are pretty comprehensive. So if they want more information, then they can even dig deeper beyond that and start looking at the, the photographs and the personal statements and the background and family history. This is all built into the app that allows the intended parents to really start to filter really nicely. And one of my favorite features that I really like about it is um, the swipe feature that allows you to engage, like if you liked somebody or not, you know, kind of like a dating app. It is like dating. Yeah, bigger commitment than dating, right? Actually, yes, you're right. It is a bigger commitment than dating, but exactly like that, because you want to understand and you want it to be easy and you want the app to figure that out. So it's it's you know that swiping one way or the other to determine if you like them or not. So yeah, and that regard for the intended parents, it's it's really nice. And then there's also that additional side for the donor. They can also um, 
utilize the app as well um, to apply and become part of the program. And then um, they can easily, you know, prospective donors can easily create a profile within the app for themselves. Um, And (laughs) excuse me. And it includes like a secure and confidential application process. Um, And then once they're, they've submitted their application and, and then we start to review things on our end and do all the backend stuff to make sure they're approved and good candidates, then it does update them and give them notifications on, on their side to let them know how things are going. Um, And then also, you know, obviously if they, if they have questions or require more assistance, then we do ask them to, to reach out and they could also do that through the app as well. But it's really nice because the app allows both for both the donor and the uh, intended parents to be able to utilize it on, on their ends, regardless of how they're um, interfacing with it. Yeah. I love it. It's such such a really huge, it makes a huge difference, the whole process. And just makes you feel like you're in control, I think. Yeah. Um, and we're all using apps now for everything. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Why not have this one be part of it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's on the go. So it's much easier to have your phone with you and have it at yeah. your fingertips. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you can like and like you return to the ones you've selected that you like later on. I think it really right. is a great feature. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Stores yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Up. Yeah, follow so, up. With so, so for prospective um, donors uh, mm-hmm. that you want to choose, because I think that's another important question of people think that people wonder, intended parents, like how vigorous is your selection process? Uh, what yeah. type of testing is done uh, on the potential donors? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there any... Yeah. Uh, the medicals checked out or their yeah yeah things like that yeah no that's a that's a really important question um yeah definitely we have a very rigorous donor selection you know to ensure ensure everyone's health and the best possible successful outcome for for everyone involved um and it starts a little bit as mark you know, talked a little bit about, you know, there's going to be that initial application and, you know, that'll include a detailed medical history, educational background, family history, um, you know, in addition to the personal information and lifestyle factors, you know, things like not being a smoker, um, you know, BMI. So, you know, a lot of things like that to start and, you know, and then screening, of course, based on age, as well as as other, you know, there are other disqualifying factors. And then, you know, once they go through all of that, you know, as I said, we've had over 80,000 applicants. Once they go through all that, we, it goes into in-depth interviews um, with our team of specialists. Yeah, which is, you know, very important. We also, it's important to understand the donor's motivations involved mm-hmm. and, that, and that they also understand the commitment because it is, it is a big commitment on their it part. Is. Yeah, and we wanna make sure that they, you know, they really are wanting to do it to help people um, in addition. So, and then of course the medical evaluations, like you said, you know, performed by doctors and medical professionals, those are very important. Physical examinations, genetic testing and screenings, um, you know, and, and, you know, reproductive testing as well. Um, and making sure that, you know, that, that, you know, the best possible eggs for, for intended parents. And there is also, you know, I think actually I won't get into that's one of your, one of your later questions, but (laughs) yeah, there is, there is additional, additional parts. So, so, so you can get it and you can get into it if it links to what you're saying. Sure. Yes. yes, Yeah. You can get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So also, you know, psychological testing. So I know that, yeah, looking at the mental and emotional readiness for the egg donation process, but you know, there is more, more to that as well, you know, 
um, the psychological part to make sure that they also have support throughout the process and understand exactly. understanding everything involved and that you know they they they're ready ready to do it and keep keep the stress levels low for everyone involved yeah because it's, it's, yeah. it's uh, like you said it's very uh, it takes a lot of commitment right it's not it's a lot on the person's mind yeah. and body they have to be ready and know fully what they're getting into as well um, absolutely and that's why it's nice that many of our, our specialists have gone through egg donation themselves so they can make sure that the donors understand you know you know any potential risk involved with the retrieval and the process and you know any potential you know physical or emotional impacts that may have as they're going through it so, so yeah so the psychological assessments and screenings also is a big part of the of the selection process and you know by doing all of this of course it you know it's 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 very time consuming and intensive, but, you know, we're making yeah. sure that we have the best, best possible egg donors for, you know, for the parents and, and the health of the egg donors throughout and to have a, you know, successful, successful outcomes. Yeah. And that, that, that really helps. It makes a difference for people to know that all that has been um, part of your process before you even select a donor. And of course, many times as well, intended parents want to make sure that the donor is also well taken care of. Of course, you want someone yeah. that has the right intention, but you also want them to ensure that they're well compensated for their time and emo like the whole effort they put into the whole process. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The you know the don't excuse me. This is not a it, it's it. This is not just one side. We need to make exactly. sure that all the donors are taken care of for their um, on their mental and emotional um, side of things, their physical and um, healthcare side of things. So in every aspect of it, they need to be supported throughout as well as the intended parents, right? To make sure that those donors are the right donors, they've been uh, vetted properly and taken care exactly. of. Um, but also that everyone's getting the appro appropriate support um, physically and um, emotionally to go through this process because choosing a donor, deciding that you want to be a donor or that you want to utilize a donor, it's not an easy process. It's really yeah. hard for intended parents to get to this place because it's not where they initially thought that they would ever be. And, exactly. and certainly I don't think any donor ever wakes up um, as a as a teenager or child saying, yes, I wanted my eggs to a family to have children. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think it it's um it's a long way for for both sides to come. And so you really want to make sure and we really want to make sure that both sides are supported appropriately and that they feel like they're um they're getting taken care of and that the other side is also being taken care of. Right. Cause this is just, it's, it's too, it, we often say it takes two to tango when we're talking about um, having children and, you know, male and female and, and two, uh, two partners, you know, coming right. together, but this is similar, right? You have two partners coming together to have a, have a child. And we want to make sure that both sides are being taken care of appropriately so that they could, feel comfortable and that everyone feels comfortable moving forward to that next stage. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so and so if an intended parent, I mean, I really love all you said because it really, I think it helps people to feel very comfortable and reassure that they're going with the right agency. Um, so, but if an intended parent then signs up for, with your eggs and uses a donor and loves the donor and wants to try to, uh, ensure that they can potentially try for a sibling in the future. Uh, right. Are they able to perhaps say that I want that donor 
to perhaps do another cycle for me in the future or can they bank eggs or can they say, well, I want that dinner for myself only, quote unquote, um, potentially for the next cycle, just for them to know that they have that option to have um, a sibling for their child that they might have had with this current uh, initial yeah. donation. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a great question. And we do have that come up. Um, definitely, you know, as we kind of talked about, you know, this is, it's always completely voluntary. And we have, right. you know, many donors who, you know, who, who, who would be, who are willing to commit to a potential, you know, second cycle, you know, we have a lot of options. So many people will do a full fresh cycle. So, you know, they'll typically end up with, you know, hopefully quite, quite a few healthy eggs, and they're able to have, you know, their siblings, from that cycle, but um, mm -hmm. many people would also are also more comfortable, you know, even before they start the first cycle, you know, checking with a donor. Would this potential donor be open to doing a second cycle if needed yeah. for for siblings, right? Yeah, and then we yeah. we have male male partners who sometimes want to, you know, want to split, so they, you know, they want to have, you know, even even more opportunities. Um, so exactly. That the, so that the babies are biologically connected through through their mom. So. Right. Um, yeah, through the, the egg side. So so definitely we 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 have that happen and, and that's all part of the contract and agreed upon before. But of okay. course, you know, it's it's you know, it's always it's always completely voluntary. And sometimes, you know, we recently had somebody, she was in the military and, and she was deployed. And so, you know, hopefully when, when she when she comes back, they'll be able to do <laughs> yeah. the second cycle, right? But there are some life, you know, life factors life, that are outside right. of, of people's control. But we definitely do 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 have some people commit to that and, and it often it often works out really well okay that's good to know i think that just to have that option to know that that's possible yeah um, because Absolutely. again some people might do genetic testing and so uh and i know you noted actually that you do genetic testing actually as part of the whole initial process so then because i think sometimes people want to do testing to ensure that they're not both carriers of the same yes uh, yeah. genetic conditions. So is that yeah. part of your process as well then? Yeah. I mean, the, the genetic piece, um, well, part of the medical evaluation is to determine if there's, you know, any underlying issues that might, um, rule them out as a donor, right. right. Um, or that need to be flagged. Um, but there's, all sorts of different genetic testing that gets done after you've created the embryo as well. So it's going to happen at two different stages, depending on what the, the intended parents want to do, right? right? Because you don't, you theoretically don't have to do uh, testing on the embryos later on if you don't want to, um, even though many, um, many clinics do recommend it. Um, but there's, yeah, so there's two different stages of, of genetic testing that are done when they're going through that process. But that first stage on the donor, that's absolutely something that we, we need to do. We need to rule out anything that might not allow them to be a good, safe and healthy donor for, for any intended parents. So uh, right. obviously yeah. that has to be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes like Mark was saying, it's the genetic screening to make sure that that and I think Ola, you said that's that the partner doesn't carry the same the same because usually you know even if someone's carrying something as long as the other person's not also carrying exactly it, yeah yeah mm -hmm. you know, yeah. because yeah you have to make sure that they're a good match even before before forming the embryos but yeah but definitely it's done at multiple stages to ensure the health of the baby 
Yeah, because for example, uh, I live in Nigeria and one thing that is always of a concern is people being carriers of sickle cell. And uh-huh. so people want to ensure that the other person is not a carrier because if they're both carriers, then they potentially increase the chances of uh, right. having a child yeah. with, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's good to yeah. know that that option is there to have that testing done initially or to rule it out uh, for oh, a yeah, potential definitely. donor. Yeah, definitely an important part. First, the genetic screening and then later, later more testing. So yes, important okay. part of the process. Great. And another thing that I think people get concerned about is how many times is this donor going to donate? Uh, because they also want to um, know that the potential number of families that could have mm-hmm. uh, a child from that egg donor. So do you have a restriction on the limit? Or is there a limit on number of times that a donor can donate? Yeah. So like the, so the AS, ASRM, the American Society of Reproductive Medicine, it sets the limits for egg donors to donating no more than six cycles for a woman's lifetime. And again, that could go, you know, that, that could go to the same family. Um, we, we rarely see donors um, donating more than, more than, more than, more than two to three times though. But, um, but the limit by ASRN is six cycles total and that could be going to the same family or, or, you know, or to a different, or to okay. a different family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But we, we, we rarely see people donating more than two or three times. No, because it's not easy in the body, is it? <laughs> it's a lot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's usually like there's that stage in life, you know, where people, you know, where people are at a point where they want to do it. And, you know, and after maybe one or two cycles, they're no longer in that, in that stage of right. their life. <laughs> exactly. <Right. laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but definitely valid concerns for, for a couple, you know, for a couple different reasons, right? <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good to know. I think you've answered a lot of questions that, part of areas of concern uh just to ask as well because you, i know again it's international lots of things are happening now people are traveling for treatments but also people are shipping eggs uh or or sperm or embryos across the globe so i wonder mm-hmm. if someone is in another country so I, of course i know other countries can have restrictions like the uk might have that option of uh, uh known identity or open identity for the child when the child is 18 or but if that's yeah. not the case if someone is in a country where uh, anonymous donation is okay or known donation uh, can they have uh, eggs shipped from your eggs uh, in California to another country yeah yes I mean we yeah we we definitely ship frozen eggs as well as frozen embryos I mean people have a lot of different options available they can use you know fresh or frozen eggs and right. you know they can split the cycles either the frozen ones they can purchase um, from our egg bank that already has frozen cycles from you know donors that that match you know that match their desired characteristics and have them shipped to their fertility center yep okay. and, and their country absolutely okay so that's good so that people have the option of frozen or fresh like frozen yes yep absolutely actually three yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, go I was ahead. just going to say there's actually like three different ways to think about it when you're thinking about choosing how you want to approach it. And there's a full fresh cycle where um, <clears throat> you get the fresh donor eggs um, and a, and theoretically a, a fresh embryo transfer it could also be frozen either way. But you're getting those fresh eggs and those all of those um, eggs that are um, retrieved during that cycle that are mature and ready to go are right. exclusive to that 
in to those intended parents that have reserved that that donor um but then there's another way where you could actually split a cycle either fresh or frozen and so let's just say an intended parent um um, wants to manage cost and wants to just also make sure that they're only getting X amount of of eggs. Let's just say they only need six or nine or whatever that number is. Right. Then they could um, they could say that the first six or nine are going to be ours, and then if there's another intended parent who wants to split that cycle and take the remainder, then uh. they could share, they could share that right, and that could be done either fresh or frozen. Um, like Dion was mentioning, and and then frozen, you could also already have, you know, the agency already has frozen eggs and could utilize those. So sometimes the the time frame for that um, is much shorter because you already have those frozen. And let's say a donor produced 20 eggs, but an intended parent only needs 10 of them. Then you've got this other, the other 10 that somebody else can use. Okay, that's perfect. So they're quite flexible, different options available depending yeah. on the person's situation. Definitely. They can even have their embryo created here at your eggs. You know, um, you know, they can, oh. the frozen sperm can be flown in and then, you know, the frozen eggs, either, you know, the, the bank and then have their embryo, you know, transferred to their fertility center in their country for, for their transfer. So definitely a lot of, a lot of different options available. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> Which is good, right? Cause everyone has different. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, we've got to be flexible to meet the parents where they are and, and um, you know, help them get their final result, result and, and desire as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as quickly right. as possible. Yeah, right, because everyone is in different paths and different situations and experiences. So it's good to know that you have all this flexibility. And I think for anyone listening like myself right now, they're, they've been loving everything you've said. I mean, it's really been impressive, really, to for you to have an app, to have that video option for the donors, you know, to be very flexible in the options that are available. So I know lots of people are gonna to wanna to reach out to you to see how to proceed or to ask more questions or have consultations. So if anyone is listening right now and wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to connect and request a consultation? Um, the easiest way to do that is just to go to our website at youreggs.com. Um, right. That's the simplest. Um, and then from there, they'll also be prompted to download the app, but you can also go whether Android or um, Apple, you can just go to the app store as well um, and get started that way and just search for your eggs, all one word and find the app and, and download it and get started. Wonderful. Thank you. It's been amazing having you on here. It's actually, I feel like, you know, we can keep talking forever. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like there must be somebody I've missed, you know, right? Because it's, yeah. it's so great learning because, you know, because I myself, I've looked into egg donation. I mean, we looked into too many options. And I think just having so many options is really good. It feels like you really, you help the intended parent to see uh, that perhaps it's, it's not so bad after all, right? Like, I mean, because no. not because egg donation is bad, right? But I just think, like mm -hmm. you said earlier, Dr. Slart, mm -hmm. right? People don't necessarily think that as they are perhaps their initial option. They might have decided mm -hmm. that it might be something else and now they have to consider this option. But the way you empower and put a lot of resources for the intended parents, it makes it easier, mm -hmm. I think. And it makes you feel like you're mm -hmm. really in control. It makes you feel like you have options. 
So I think that's really amazing that you're doing that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not an easy process. And, and like I said earlier, no one starts the fertility journey and turning to their partner saying, we want to have children saying we're going to start a donor. Right. Exactly. So I think this, this part, this place where they're at, when they finally made that decision or they're thinking about it even, and maybe they haven't made that decision, they're contemplating it is, you know, this is a crucial time for them and they need to be able to feel comfortable with the process, be able to trust the agency to know that they're taking care of their part and taking care of the donor side of things and looking out for the intended parents and that everyone's working together um, to move forward. So even though you don't, you never start your fertility journey um, and having a family with this, you know, thought in mind, it's really important that, this option is available because it really helps so many couples get to that final uh, destination that they've been waiting for. Um, And we want to make that process as simple and streamlined as possible for them. Yeah. Yeah. Encourage them to look at it, look at the new possibilities and, um, and to get, and to get excited about it and, and, and be really open-minded. So And adding the videos, right. And the app, it just just changes the whole the whole game like you know it just I don't know it makes it amazing yeah exactly. yeah and think about you know hobbies and you know the new the new possibilities because as both of you were talking about I mean it is you know many people have gone through many challenging challenges you know maybe had failed IVF cycles and other other very very big disappointments and you know to get to the point of yeah of moving to donating eggs we don't want it to be a solitary process we don't want them to feel alone or discouraged you know we really want to be here to you know to help lift them up help them you know embrace this new part and and to get and to get you know intended parents excited about it and and there's nothing better than seeing them with their new baby going yeah. home you know, or sending us pictures of their baby from the, you know, <laughs> yeah. from wherever they reside, exactly. whatever country they're in. Yeah, and 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 hearing their feedback that you know that you know their you know their their dreams have come true. So so yeah, yeah it's, it's exciting to get to play a small part in that. Yeah, and I think people knowing also that you take care of the donors as well is really really oh, important, absolutely. and I think that makes a difference. Oh, Just yeah, knowing that become- that person is happy as well. Yeah. yeah, they become like family coming in here and, you know, and, and it's, it's really, it's really interesting to hear many of their motivations for doing it. Um, you know, because many of them will know someone that's, you know, an aunt or somebody who maybe struggled with infertility, or they'll see yeah. something about it on TV. And then they think, oh, this is amazing. We had someone recently, you know, she um, put herself through aviation school, which is very expensive as being a donor. And she, she said, you know, I, you know, having the opportunity to help somebody. And then she sent us a picture of her and her, her plane and, you know, and it, it was a combination of both. I mean, of course the financial aspect isn't important, especially at certain points in, in our life when, you know, there's a, it's a big benefit to achieve yeah. our goals. But at the same time, having the opportunity to help someone else, you know, help their family, you know, building dreams come true. And it, yes. it's, it's really fun to get to know the donors. We have some really, you know, just amazing, amazing donors here as well. That's wonderful. And as a wrap-up, Dion and Dr. Slurp, what would you like to share with anyone listening right now considering donor conception, like donation? Dion, you want to start? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think... I think really just what we were just talking about. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Reach out to, you know, reach out to us at your eggs, um, you know, 
start the conversation going and start and start thinking about new new possibilities and, and embracing embracing the the journey and all the different options involved in it and you know and just that you know we're all yeah thinking about you and and yeah and and here for you wonderful thank you if i can just add yeah if i can just add one little thing is that you know it's it's a new experience and we have to open our mind to going to this place as intended parents to to look at donors and, and i often hear um that they're worried like will i connect with this child as if it was mine? will i think of this child as if it was mine i can tell everybody who's listening that every couple i've ever spoken to who've used a donor yeah. as soon as they are holding that baby in their arms they don't think of that child as anything other than theirs that they are their parents. And so um, once you can get past that little hurdle that is really just in your mind more than anything, you know, the donor process is there and open to you. And if we can be open-minded to it, then there's so much that um, that your eggs can offer to support you through that process and make it easier. Well said. Thank you so much. Dr. Thank you for having us. And Dion for speaking today. It really has been amazing listening to you. I love all the support and options that you provide at your eggs. I think that it really makes a huge difference in the whole process and helps people to feel more relaxed and feel like this is an exciting opportunity and a new option, a new path to parenthood. So thank you for all that you shared today. You really enlightened us all i know that i'm pretty amazed about all that you offer your eggs and i know that lots of the listeners are feeling the same way and will be reaching out to you so thank you so much for all that you're doing and for making the time to be here with us today on the show to inspire and to encourage us and to let us know that there are options and that um, there's a light at the end of it all thank you Oh, thank you so much for having us it was our pleasure to be here with you and with everything that you're doing to help everyone Thank you so much. And I look forward to having you again in the near future. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.